1: Hello and welcome everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am delighted for you to join us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a wonderful show today. Parents and children moving forward post-pandemic with Sheena Smith. Families are doing the best they can to adjust, adapt, and cope with evolving changes due to our worldwide health pandemic, and many are struggling and feel a loss of control. Aside from their own issues, parents and caregivers are faced with helping their children adjust as they look to them for guidance. And prominent issues include adjusting from being isolated and disconnected, feeling safe, getting organized, managing schoolwork, and dealing with mandates and guidelines from authorities. So how can parents and caregivers empower themselves and their children? There's an article that I ran across by the National Association of School Psychologists, NASP, on helping children cope with changes resulting from COVID-19, and there were nine highlighted points. Stay calm and listen. Offer reassurance. Monitor television and social media viewing. Take time to talk. Be honest and accurate. Keep explanations age-appropriate. Stay connected to school. Know the symptoms of COVID-19 model basic hygiene and healthy lifestyle practices, and be aware of your child's mental health. And we ask that you use resources that are available uh, online in your, and in your community, uh, like the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, um, covid uh, uh, virus Disease, that's a website where you can access current information, 2019 it has. Coping with Stress During Infectious Disease Outbreaks. There's uh, articles uh, in the, uh, associated with the Substance Abuse and Mental Health uh, uh, Services Administration. And again, the National Association of School Psychologists. So how can families be supported in new ways? How can fears be allayed to move forward, and how can families be positive during these trying times? And our amazing guest, Sheena Smith, is joining us from Canada, and she helps parents and children be happier, achieve higher levels of consciousness and success, and she will share empowering wisdom and resources to help manage post-pandemic. Having worked with children for over 40 years, including 20 years in the educational system, she is a dream builder coach, nutritional consultant, brain gym instructor, and child and youth worker. Sheena helps parents and their children move forward, uh, and she's the author of All Kids Can Thrive, a holistic education resource for a successful conscious classroom, and Sheena has traveled and studied extensively, seeking inclusive ways to help children with restricted physical mobility and intellectual disabilities to learn and thrive. Her theme, love is all that matters and all kids can thrive. How beautiful is that? So now I welcome Sheena to our show today on Parents and Children Moving Forward Post-Pandemic. Welcome, Sheena.
2: Thank you, Dr. Jean, for that wonderful introduction. I'm honored and humbled to be here with all of you again today. It's my mission in life to share my knowledge and information with others to help them and their children live better lives.
1: And that you do very well, shifting parents and children and teachers from surviving to thriving. So, Sheila, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what actually inspired your work? You have a beautiful book that's filled with all kinds of resources.
2: Well, my source of information and Experiences for my book came from my actual life with being an educator for over 20 years, plus having two children with disabilities. And pre pandemic, I pretty much lived a circus life, juggling and balancing our business life and our full time jobs, and we had long days of work. So, with the pandemic, it's reminded me or taught me to taught me to remember that family, time, and health are everything, as well as time and freedom are our most precious gifts that you just can't get back. So, you have to make every day count.
1: Yes, that is so beautiful. And uh, the pandemic has brought forth, uh, has taught us some things about life and happiness. What do you see are some of the prominent issues with parents and children that they're facing facing post pandemic
2: um, I look for the good in the in the pandemic what's happened to everybody whether you know it's having more time at home with my kids and my grandchildren and spending less time on things I didn't need to be doing become more resourceful with planning and homemade crafts and window decorating and in our community we had a DoorDash thing where we surprise people with gifts on their doorsteps and things like that. But what happened with the pandemic is that a lot of people had to discover they had to be strong for themselves, for their children, despite their own fears of loss and their fears of what could happen because a lot of the information from the media was terrifying and often confusing. And what I've noticed with parents is that they were physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually drained. Mm-hmm. And so and so physically many parents gain weight from having, you know, less less movement in their lifestyles. They were not doing as many steps at work what they were doing and they had more stress, they had stress with financial losses of income. Homeschooling was a nightmare for many and children were home all day so along with all that came uh, divorces, new relationships, new siblings, babies, moving houses, loss of family and friends through a physical death or relationship disagreements and then mentally adults struggled to put um, to put on a front for their children the adults were fearful and anxious and even having depression and loneliness too because they were disconnected from everything and then that go ahead no 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 go, continue. Oh, i was going to say and then along with emotionally everyone was feeling grief our moods our feelings people were lost they lost their sense of belonging and uh Life was very different for so many of us, it actually put us into a a state of grief
1: yes, yes, and whether it's a um, direct loss or vicariously, I think we all worldwide witnessed a lot of losses that really uh, you know really pressed on our heart this feeling of grief and feeling out of control
2: mhm it yeah. was a hard it was a hard time for everyone, and with children in particular, they had a hard time because they were um, lacking the structure that they were used to with having a school setting, and in reality, many for many kids, school is their safe zone, so some of them were, you know, stuck in their homes, abusive homes, and um, children were abused, they see adults fighting and yelling and arguing, and, and are like many schools, children come to eat. Like, so people, kids were losing, lacking food.
1: Yes, all kinds of issues resulting from this pandemic. And even now, as the masks are being lifted in certain areas, I think we have to still deal with the massive residual effects of the pandemic, right?
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like, physically, children have gained weight from just hanging around their houses and eating snacks nonstop and just being on computers and doing very little and um mentally they've been disconnected from their friends and spiritually even like with churches being inaccessible and children questioning things and wondering about lives like um you know wondering what's the future and um one in five children had mental health problems prior to the pandemic, so it's even longer now.
1: Yes.
2: And, and the part about masks is now that the masks are dropped, there's children that'll come to sc- When children came back to school and the masks were dropped, I've seen kids look panicked when they were allowed to come in the school without their mask. Or they still had their mask on, but they looked around and saw grown-ups and other kids without their masks. It was giving them uh, trauma So it was really good that teachers sat down and talked to them about choices and explaining that, um, you know, that they were going to be safe and they were going to be okay. But they also had fear because it was really put into them, right? Like you you wear this mask and uh, it's created uh, trauma for kids.
1: Yes, yes. And as you were talking about the things that parents experience and also children as well, and we'll get into more detail about that, that's a lot of pressure for parents and families to deal with, not only their own issues, but, you know, their children as well and managing their uh, school issues and, you know, what's happening in the world, what we need to do to stay protected, you know, it's a lot to take in. Uh, tell me, tell me a little bit. Did you have something you're going to say about that?
2: Um, which part about? Staying? No, either one. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to um, talk a little bit more about chil- children grieving, sure. because is that okay? The, sure, sure. When, when children are grieving, it's not always expressed by kids saying, "Oh, I'm sad." The grief can show up in so many other ways, and those ways can include stomach aches constipation diarrhea weight loss weight gain headaches they could be pacing have nervousness tightness in their chest changes in eating habits even weakness fatigue uh their sleep could be affected they could be fearful anxious aggressive anger they can have really big emotions and one thing a a quote a quote by c.s lewis is um from a grief observed, it says, no one ever told me grief felt like fear. Mm. So that's what kids are feeling.
1: Yes, yes, and parents as well. Thank you for sharing that list uh, of, you know, things that we need to be more aware of, the increase in aggression, conflict, irritability, withdrawal, the physiological effects, as you mentioned, diarrhea, sleeplessness, and a lot of, uh, uh, as you indicated earlier, uh, some had other pre-existing issues, and now compounded with, you know, the current issues. So, uh, uh, it's a lot to really take in. Do you see uh, differences uh, in reference to age levels, like adolescents and early school children?
2: Um, I see a variety. I with teenagers, I see like I feel like we can't forget teenagers because I see them. Yes. being stressed by this. But what teenagers do is they take it all inward and they hold it in and they're not expressing. A lot of them aren't expressing their fears and uh, they're, a lot of them have isolated themselves. They've gotten more on technology, they've disconnected. Um, and for the, them and children who spent a lot of time on technology, that affects their mood, their behavior, their sleep. They have. They can have a lack of focus. They can be distracted. They can um, become addicted to it. Which, like, even my son, when school was out, he had more time on technology, and he became cranky and sassy and not listening. Yes. So, like, with summer now, he has to be kept in a schedule.
1: Yes, that's that's amazing. And you know, as we talk about the issues and the problems and concerns. You know, we're going to really get into what are some possible solutions. And tell us, uh, before we go on break, what is your role working with children?
2: My role working with children is to help them to discover ways to help themselves, which I try to be proactive and teach them things prior to something happening, whether it's my children or children at school which if I can show them how to do like some emotional freedom technique or just some self-talk and some focus, the power of focus, or if they're in a school setting or even at home, if you know about zones of regulations, it's helping them discover their what their emotions are about and how to process them. And one of the biggest things I really like to recommend to any child is move, 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 and the adults as well. You can't underestimate the value of moving your body, whether you're dancing, singing, any of that.
1: Yes, that is so powerful. Well, um, I think we're ready for a brief commercial break. Uh, This is so empowering for parents and for for them working with their children. We are just delighted to have you on the show today. So we're going to take a brief commercial break don't go away listeners we'll be right back with our amazing guest sheena smith she's a dream builder coach nutritional consultant brain gym instructor child and youth worker author of all kids can thrive on our show today parents and children moving forward post pandemic stay tuned we will be right back
3: Announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21 Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21 day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press.
4: Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, Life care coaching and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at dr jeanmarie farish-consciousloving.com. That's dr Jean Marie Farish-Consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page.
3: Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at gene 72 farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72 Farish at Yahoo.com. And now back to Love Light.
1: Welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Gene Marie. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Sheena, joining us from Canada. She's a dream builder coach, nutritional consultant, brain gym instructor. Child and youth worker, author of All Kids Can Thrive, on our show today, parents and children moving forward post pandemic. And Sheena, you've really kind of set the tone for the issues that parents and children are facing and the fears and the grief. And uh I really thank you for that. Can you talk now about what parents really need? You know, we're gonna talk about that first and then what children really need so let's go step by step what do you think parents really need from your experience and your work
2: sure what parents need firstly is to be gentle with themselves Mm, love that Yes, they need to be gentle with themselves, and the only way to be here for everyone else is through self, self-care, self so never underestimate the need for self-care, and know that you're not a hero by leaving yourself last, because you can't pour from an empty cup.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, do you find uh, parents uh, connecting with each other, communi- you, you talked about an activity that. Uh, you engage them with the community. Um, Do you see a lot of the community connecting and parents coming together for support groups? Or what are your thoughts about that? Because of all things, parents need to stay calm, be less stressed, keep their vibration raised. And I love what you said, which is what we talk about on our show, Love Light, self-care and self-love. And you have to really put yourself first because you can't give from an empty cup.
2: During the pandemic, I we had a lot of community going on because it was nice that we did have the technology like Facebook groups and things where you could say um, people would post, uh, say Easter, they drew eggs and cut pasted them on their windows and people would drive around and see all the eggs at different houses and the decorations in the windows and Canada Day window decorations So the community was really strong like that but since pandemic I feel like it's back to back to everybody's back to their own lives and back oh. to their own routines and stuff and they, I just see the connection is by say For myself, I'm the president of our local Down Syndrome group, so my connection is through my monthly meetings and contact of setting up events and things for the kids, which to keep them involved, we had um, dance parties online. The kids would send me their music requests, and I'd put together goodie bags so that they could... um, throw on some crazy hats and necklaces and have some surprise presents and gifts and gift cards. And we played bingo and it was really good for connection for them because they were truly missing each other.
1: Yes. So do you see that, uh, of course, post-pandemic and, of course, parents are going back to work, kids are going back to school. And do you see, you mentioned something about kind of losing that kind of connection that we had during the pandemic that we're now getting back to some sense of, if you can call it normal, uh, uh, that you see a kind of less connection?
2: Um, I I'm not really sure that it's less connection, mm-hmm. but it's a different kind of connection. Okay, like, it's great. more like being back to their old routines and back on their hockey teams and their soccer teams and their karate classes and things like that. So they're back into their pre-pandemic routines as opposed to improvising and trying to do their best to keep their kids happy and fulfilled during the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And what do children need? And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about children with special needs.
2: Right. Okay. Well, with children, whether they're special needs or not, they need unconditional love, acceptance, They need to know and feel that they're safe and that they have a say in whatever decisions are being made. And also they need to feel a sense of belonging. And that's pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, during pandemics. Everyone needs to feel like they belong to something. So it's um, good to spend time with them, quality time, read them bedtime stories. And as being an educator, what I've noticed is the kids who parents have or caregivers have read to them at bedtime or read to them lots. They're good readers and they're better students because literacy is learned and it's important to tell children that you love them daily and hold their hand when they're little and hug them as long as they'll let you. I know like my son, my older son that's 34, 35. I have, we have so many kids, I forget their ages. <laughs> <laughs> they range from Understandable. 30, they range from 35 <laughs> to 16, so there's uh, six of them all together plus five grandchildren. Um, just save the child's name the sound of their name is the sweetest name to them and when you know any child comes in a room light up your eyes when you see them because then they can see your face especially now without masks they can see you smile and a smile tells kids everything and it lets them know that you're they're safe with you and um for children, it's really good for them to be part of something bigger than themselves. So helping them to serve others, whether they're, you know, giving their toys to those in need or their clothes to those in need, or just helping out at community events. Like we have um, parades and community activities and fairs and things, and there's always they're always looking for people to come and help. So it's really good for them and helps strengthen their self esteem and increase their self respect and. Uh, and- it makes them feel good to know they're doing good for others.
1: Yeah, I love that component about service because, uh, you know, there's so many people in need, and there can be small things that you do that make a difference. And to really groom kids towards service, I think that is so empowering. hmm mm-hmm. And, Sheena, we realize that, you know, I think we value time a little bit better, and we realize that life is short, right?
2: <laughs> we sure do, Yep, yeah. Life is short, and it goes by in a blink. Um, what I was saying not too long ago is that my um, a person was saying to me, uh, you know, her little kids, the days are long. And I said, you know what? The days are long. They seem long when they're little, but believe me when I say the years are short, they just fly by.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And I think we had a conversation about being present <laughs> uh, because, you know, you, you can't be focused on the past with regrets and the future with what may happen. Uh, so being really in the present really requires conscious awareness. And you really talk about it in your book about being conscious and uh, I think you shared some tips about being kind and supportive and, you know, things like that that we can do in, pre- in the present moment, right? And not get wrapped up into the uh, past and the-, and the future.
2: Yes, exactly. Like when you're, the pandemic put so many of us into a survival mode and now we're trying to find a balance And uh, it is important to be kind and supportive and willing to listen to people and especially the kids. Reassure them that they're safe. Try to answer questions honestly and, like you said earlier, that um, as age-appropriate as possible. And um, for kids, you can seek help with school counsellors and guidance counsellors. And um, I've seen a bit more of separation anxiety now that this... um, the pandemic, the main part of it is over. So what I what I love seeing as part of parents being present now, when I see parents drop off their kids at school, a friend and I both work at the doors and we let the kids into our school so we know everybody who's coming into the school. And it's really sweet to see how many kids hug and kiss their, their children as they head off for the day. And even a couple of weeks ago, I saw a parent wipe their eye once they dropped their son off and uh, they wiped like their oh. face as if they were crying. And the very same day we saw uh, another an, a father do the sign of the cross once he dropped his child off. So we know we have a big role in looking after their babies, right? So we yes. really work on the safety and just, you know, try to light up and be there for them.
1: That's beautiful. You know, as we look at what we parents and children can do to engage and bond and build stronger relationships, are there any activities or things that, and of course, now some of the children are off on break for the summer. Uh, are there any activities that you maybe can share or uh, sh- stories of how children can bond with parents during this time to build stronger relationships and connection?
2: For relationships and connection, um, the best things, like you said, is time. If Mm. you can um, spend time with them, that's the most precious gift for them, whether you're you know, straight up just watching TV together or having family movie nights or going on outings through the pandemic. We also discovered there's lots of things that you can do for free because we weren't going to malls. We weren't going to movie theaters and things like that. So, We spent a lot of time doing nature, out in nature, getting grounded, hiking, biking, watching animals, you know, in the woods, swimming, playing, beaches, parks, picnics. You could have game nights at your home, movie nights, cooking together, planning things. We have a bonfire. We have a bonfire with marshmallows and music in our backyard, and the singing is fun. And uh, um, when we were little, that... What I remember most with my mom, with my own mom when we were kids, she worked full time, but I don't remember the parts about her working so much. I remember shopping and beach picnics and blueberry picking with her.
1: You know, that is just amazing. That list of activities that really uh, are free because, uh, you know, people are looking with loss of job and loss of financial, uh, you know, those concerns. People are looking for cost-effective issues. I mean, cost-effective strategies, and what you indicated, we can be very creative, right? And create activities that really uh, cost minimal or no cost at all, right?
2: Mhm. And uh, it's it's good if you ha- they go back to having friends over too. My my son doesn't have a lot of friends, but during the pandemic, what made him the most sad? He actually pined. For, for his grandma. He was mm. so sad that she couldn't be there so now his favorite thing to do is call grandma and invite her over and he just loves to loves to be home. So he ha- does uh, dancing and um, singing and entertaining grandma. He even has grandma doing a little bit of acting which is pretty <laughs> funny but <laughs> <laughs> fun. Yeah so yeah just, just the time with your kids and the the people you're around, just, I find, like, there's a greater appreciation for it all.
1: You know, Maya Angelo has a quote <laughs> about, you know, what we remember is how people made us feel, not what they did or said, but, said, but how they made you feel. And those strategies that you're talking about and even sharing your uh, son's, you know, experience, how to get back to fun and that connection. And it's it can be simple things, right? Enjoying yep. life's simple pleasures.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Yes. What about strategies and tools? Do you have things that, uh, you know, w- that parents can do uh, for, for themselves, for their children? You know, any strategies that, you know, parents can use to kind of help them maintain positive well-being?
2: Yes, for, for parents um i like feel like gratitude is one of the biggest things that they can they can um have is have gratitude and then the reason for that is because gratitude is your greatest source of freedom because so. if, mm-hmm. well if you practice it daily especially at nighttime and write five things down every night there's power in the written word so when you're going to bed thinking of those things that you're grateful for you're, you're letting yourself marinate in like good feelings versus going to bed and sleeping and thinking about all your worries from the day. Go, go to bed being grateful for everything that was wonderful and good for the day. And then other things for parents is your life is going to happen by default or design, so why not want know what you want and work towards it? And that means having a plan and deciding to do what it takes to get there. Mm. And um, what I've noticed about some parents is they don't even have a dream. So it's really good to notice your longings and discontent, and that'll help you give clues to figure out what you want.
1: Mm. First of all, I love what you said about, you know, with the end of the day, kind of that gentle reflection, you know, focusing on the good because gratitude shifts your mood. And really, it brings you to those that good feeling And uh, as you indicated, before you retire, at the end of the day, it's a good time to reflect and perhaps even reflect on maybe some things that you probably would change or, you know, do differently. So I love that kind of ending the day with the positive note. And uh, you mentioned about being a dream builder coach. And I think we talked before about how many people have stopped dreaming. They're into survival And they've stopped dreaming, and you shared a point about how to get back to that, the longings or, you know, things that we really, uh, that that spark our interest, how to get back to our dreams. And perhaps maybe when we come back from commercial break, you can talk more about dream building, right? (laughs) How to discover dreams for yourself and your child, because children kind of model after us, right? And if we have that excitement about what our dreams are and encourage that dreaming, I think that can bring some type of joy and fun into the bonding and connecting with parents and children.
2: Yes, most definitely.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I think it's time for another commercial break, so don't go away. We'll be right back with more on Parents and Children Moving forward post-pandemic with our amazing guest, Sheena Smith, joining us today from Canada. She is a dream builder coach, nutritional consultant, brain gym instructor, child and youth worker, and author of All Kids Can Thrive. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today.
5: I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group, that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now, and there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day.
3: Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today.
4: Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light Show page.
3: Best Selling Authors International News Honors Best Selling Authors Around the Globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com.
4: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com, and now back to Lovelight.
1: Welcome back to Lovelight, living in the spirit of love. If you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Sheena Smith, joining us today from Canada. On our show today, parents and children moving forward post-pandemic. Sheena is a dream builder coach, nutritional consultant, brain gym instructor. Child and youth worker and author of All Kids Can Thrive. And before we went on commercial break, Sheena was talking about dream building and how, you know, people have kind of lost their dreams, put them on hold. And how can we really start dreaming again? And I think that's that will help us move from what just survival to more thriving and looking forward to, you know our passions in life and fulfilling our dreams. So, Sheena, what are, continue with some thoughts on dream build building and your work as a dream builder coach.
2: Yes, for happiness, it's really important to decide and know what kind of dream you're going to go for. And um, you can't have your dream unless you sign your name to the check and until you commit to it. Here's a little story. So a man goes to the bank to cash a check. He goes up to the teller and he says, "You can, can you cash this check? And the teller looks at the check and says, yeah, I can cash this check. You just have to put your name on the back of it and I'll give you the money. The guy says, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want to put my name on the back of the check and hand it to you. You'll be holding my check and you might decide not to give me the money. The banker says, well, sir, you have to put your name on the check before I can give you the money. It's banking policy. The man says, well, I just feel uncomfortable with putting my name on the back of the check and then you're holding it. You might not give me the money. The banker says, no, I assure you, I will give you the money if you put your name on the back of the check. He says, well, I don't feel comfortable. Could you please give me just this one time? Just give me the money. I promise you, I'll put my name on the back of the check. Finally, the young teller says, you know, I can't help you. You're going to have to leave. So he goes to the next bank, and he goes through the same routine. Again, he's refused service. He goes to a third bank. He's having the same conversation with this young teller, explaining he's uncomfortable, and he doesn't want to put his name on the back of the check, and he's being told it's banking policy that you have to put your name on the back of the check. Finally, the young teller, had just had it with this guy. He reaches under the counter, he pulls out a rubber baseball bat, he reaches across the counter, whacks the guy on the head and says, sign the darn check. He signs the check, hands over, hands it over, gets the money, and he goes back to the first bank and he goes up to the first teller and says, look, down the street I got my money. The teller says, yeah, but I bet even down the street you had to put your name on that check first. The guy says, well, yeah, I did. But you see, nobody ever explained it to me the way they did.
1: Mm, Wow, what a story.
2: (laughs) So anyways, it's important.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, it's so important to continue dreaming and looking at taking that inspired, those inspired action steps to fulfill our dream and even encouraging children. What about that? What are your thoughts about that, encouraging children to dream and, you know, look at things that they desire in their lives?
2: That's terrific for kids to have goal-setting. My husband teaches karate and all through each stage of the belts that they receive, that's part of their goal-setting and their learning is to have something to look forward to and to, to strive to accomplish, right? So that eventually they have their back belts and um, that's how they advance. With with dream-building coaching, um what i do is i help people design their dream life to have something more and it's whether it's the areas of health and well-being time and money freedom love and relationships and to like i said a lot of people don't even know what their dream is so once i i encourage them to pick one area that they think of of a dream say somebody wants a dream job okay and There's five questions to determine if this is the right dream for you. So say if a person wanted to be, say, a teacher, the first question is, does it give me life? And you have to consider does it make you feel more expansive or does it feel contracted? In general, if you've decided to be a teacher, it does give you life because you're excited because you're thinking, oh, how are you going to, you know, how can you help kids grow and things like that? And then the second question is does it align with your core values? Like, will it help you to say if compassion and honesty and contribution and connection are part of your core values? Well, then that gives you another yes. And then it's, would it cause me to grow? So what will I need to learn to, to be this teacher or to do this new job? Would it cause me to grow? And um, what do you need to learn to do it? And then the next question is, is your dream big enough? Some pe- sometimes people don't dream big enough and it's gotta be something you'd love, but you don't know how to, how to have it. So with that, it's do I need help from a higher power? So yes. then, then you, you know, you put your faith in God and the universe and whoever you believe in to help you. And then the very last part of testing your dream, if it's good for you, is, is, is there good in it for others?
1: Mm, love that.
2: Again, that's back to being of service because that's how we advance in the world by helping others.
1: Those are such great strategies. And as you were sharing them, I was just thinking, you know, as parents become dream builders, (laughs) they can in turn take these same strategies to work with their children and make it a fine experience.
2: Yes, yes, they can. um, They can discover that there's anything they wish for their child is possible and you know no matter what the problem there's always a way or some way to improvise like with my daughter when she's she has spina bifida and she's in a wheelchair and doesn't walk well she wanted to ski and she wanted to skate so we've (laughs) We've gone to like different activities where she could water ski. She's done water skiing. She's toboggan. She's had a stander and skate. So she's done skating. There's very little things that she's ever wanted to do that we've never found some way to improvise for her to do.
1: You know, I think that's wonderful because, you know, many parents, especially with children who have special needs, are fearful, right? You're going to injure yourself. You're going to re... And what you're saying is, you know, look at what the interest of the child is and somehow be creative and see if we can make it happen, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I find like here in, in Canada and America where we tend to be more fearful for our children than other places. Say like um here I didn't well in Africa, when I went to Africa on a humanitarian trip, we helped build <laughs> fences for goats that we bought and we saw little three-year-olds walking around with machetes and I thought I never would even let my son hold a butter knife I guess I (laughs) better ease up and stop being so afraid like just you know the kids pick up on our fears so we have to be careful of what we're projecting as well
1: yes yes do you have a Final tips or uh, uh, and thank you for sharing with us uh, how to begin to make changes for a better life, a life worthy of dreams because on our show we talk about people feeling unworthy. You know, this has happened to me, and maybe I'm just not worthy of of a dream. I'm not worthy of a better life. Do you have a final thoughts regarding that to encourage parents who have given up on their dreams or feel unworthy?
2: I think it's a matter of attitude. And your power of focus and your thoughts and what feelings you're putting out there. So it's it's concentrating and being mindful of having positive faith-filled filled words all day. So, you know, when you're saying something, you, you know, if you drop something and you say, oh, I'm so dumb. <coughs> well, I've said you've got to say cancel clear and say, oh, well, that was a silly thing. But don't make it anything where you're shooting yourself down because I am are the most powerful words in the world and whatever follows after those two words can make or break your life.
1: Yes, so true, so true. And um, you are a, uh, let's see, brain gym instructor. Can you talk a little bit more about that and nutritional consultant? And do you work with uh, families and children uh, through online kinds of things or workshops? Tell us more about your services.
2: Um, I do like whole mind, body, spirit. So I do a whole balance of things. And if I'm doing like a consultation with somebody, I l- I'm actually starting a a 12-week program, but I'm going to run a free webinar in August that people can find. And I'll explain that more in a few minutes. But okay. um, with a person, when I do a consultation, I'll help recommend like, you know, we'll discuss the diet and what they're eating and what things can be done to help change because you're... Your health is affected greatly by the foods you eat, as well as with the brain gym part. It's amazing because the brain is neuroplastic that it can change. They used to think you couldn't change your brain. And once it was fully formed by the age of 28, there was nothing ever going to be any different. Or even with kids with special needs, they thought they never advance any further. But that's they used to put kids with Down syndrome and different things in institutes, and they weren't stimulated but now the opportunities are so so many and with moving it helps create in your brain the synapses and they your brains fire and wire more and you um change is possible you can learn new things at any age
1: that's very encouraging (laughs)
2: um and
1: you tell us a little bit about your book and how listeners can access it
2: Sure. My book is available on Amazon everywhere, and it's called All Kids Can Thrive, and it's a holistic resource for a successful and conscious classroom, but it's also for parents. And I have a lot of my personal stories in there where I'll explain and tell different techniques that I've used and that, um, that give you ideas to go in and search and find out more information, say if it's Ho'oponopono or EFT, discover, how you can discover that happiness is a choice and it tells you ways to uh, raise your vibration because happiness is an inside job, um, tells you about burnout and ways to help yourself. And um, it's just filled with all sorts of resources and it's available at Amazon.
1: Yes, uh, it is a, an absolutely beautiful book filled with all kinds of resources and, and uh, you know, recommendations. I found it to be so uh, empowering for parents and uh, teachers or whomever. So, thank you so much for that book. And give the name of it again.
2: It's called All Kids Can Thrive.
1: All right. Okay. Do you have a special giveaway for our listeners?
2: Yes, I do. If you go to SheenaLSmith.com, On my website, I have a free journal for you and everyone can just print it and fill it out. It gives you tips and ideas how to um, write some of your thoughts and feelings down. Because like I said earlier, it's really important to put your thoughts and feelings into Word because there's power in that focus. And the other thing I wanted to say that for your children and yourself, Get on mental health lists if you need. If you feel like you need extra support, make sure you have suicide hotline numbers and support around. If you have teenagers that are withdrawing too much, or even yourself, like just be mindful. You, if you don't feel well and mentally or emotionally, don't let yourself go too far. Get help. Get yeah. help for your children. Get in local organizations, local groups. Get yourself connected.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Sheena. Nicely done. I am so grateful for you being here today on our show. And I'm sure our listeners gained a lot from your empowering wisdom, tools, and insights. And we're grateful for your generosity, your free gift to listeners. So to our listeners, tune in on demand and share our show with others. And tune in next week for our encore show, The Gift of Change, New Creation Energy Keys with Judy Satori. Access your weekly love practice exercise that's posted on the blog page of my website, www.jeanfarishjourney.com, and also my additional website, Dr. Jean Marie Ferris, consciousloving.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. It is so important for parents to practice self-care to enhance well-being and involve your children with the same as you are their primary models. Self-care is an act of love, and as Gordon Newfield quotes, children must never work for your love. They must rest in it. And there's an article by Michelle Borbo, educational psychologist, uh, and I found this to be a very interesting article. Uh, The number one skill set that Uh, mentally strong kids, that sets mentally strong kids apart from those who give up that parents can teach. And uh, there were some suggestions. Stop negativity in the moment. Use hopeful mantras. I'll be okay. Teach brainstorming. Share hopeful news. Ask what if. How likely is that to happen? What's the most likely outcome? Celebrate small gains. Boost assertiveness. Create Uh, gratitude rituals, and embrace services. So take advantage of the educational and community resources, mental health resources for support and reassurance. Connect with other families and establish a support network, whether online and in person. Make your concerns known and seek assistance. Communicate openly, focus on the good and positive, and establish a daily routine that can provide a sense of control. Be respectful of the need for downtime and create opportunities for fun and play. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in.